Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. I've got a question from Beck. The question is, I've been trying for three years. When do I look at going to IVF? Well, if you've been trying for three years, the first step is to see a prop fertility specialist to actually sort out what the problem is. You may not need IVF. Let's start with the the assumption that you don't need IVF. In most cases, I see when people have been trying for some time, it's unexplained infertility. And IVF isn't necessarily the first step in that process. Again, I've said it already, see someone who is expert because IVF, taking patients through IVF is is actually quite lucrative for the doctors. Uh, I don't want to be rude about other doctors, but there is a difference between giving you some tablets. They get your consultation fee and that's about it. Uh, if they do an IVF cycle, they're probably getting a thousand to two thousand dollars. So, yes, it's the quickest way to get pregnant, but it's not necessarily always the the way you need to go. Please ask the questions. Beck further said, "I've also done three rounds of IUI. I've just had my fourth round on Monday. I've had one miscarriage as well. I'm 33, almost 34 years old. I hope you've been properly investigated. And again, you know, a proper specialist doing all the various testing, particularly after three." failed IUIs you know hopefully they've they've covered all the bases in terms of the tests that might suggest why the problem might be there but certainly it's sounding like after that number of IUIs that you are probably heading towards IVF sooner or later. I'll go to the next question which is from Jess so Jess says two-year journey two miscarriages recent diagnosis of endometriosis first round current of letrozole how many rounds of letrozole would be beneficial prior to IVF? Fingers crossed. Where is Prof located? And age is 27. 27, I'd be very optimistic things are going to happen for you. Again, I hope that the appropriate investigations have been done in terms of checking your tubes are okay and looking at your hormone levels. Letrozole can be useful if you're having irregular ovulation or your cycles are a bit irregular. It helps get your timing right in terms of intercourse. In terms of numbers of cycles, well, I certainly suggest at least three. If that's improved your ovulation, timing might even go on for longer than that at your age. Don't rush into IVF as much as you want a baby yesterday. I have a question here from Donna, wondering how much significance you place on the presence of natural killer cells in someone with failed implantation. And do you rate intralipid infusions as a worthwhile treatment? Absolutely not. No. Do I believe in NK cells? I work with people who believe in it very, very strongly. And I've seen data that they've produced that makes me think that it's worth treating in when we get into a situation of recurrent implantation failure, two or three uh, failed transfers, and we find it raised ANK cells, I will use steroids. Um, and therefore, I think it's worthwhile. 
The evidence for intralipid is zero. It's an expensive therapy. Although it does change the immune system, it's been shown to do that. It, there's no evidence that it improves pregnancy rates. Studies out of the UK, out of Ireland, show no benefit whatsoever. I know there are practitioners who are selling it, but again, going back to what I was saying earlier about doctors making money, intralipid is one of those. Because it actually, intralipid itself, the, the actual medication is actually relatively cheap, but I know Certainly around Sydney, people are charging up to $1,000 for intralipid and the evidence is not there. The sad part about any of these treatments is that women are getting pregnant when they've used them. But the truth is women are getting pregnant without using them as well and in exactly the same numbers. So it doesn't do any benefit. People will say there are pregnancies with it, but there are also women who are not doing it who are also getting pregnant at exactly the same rate. I don't think they make much difference. That's a real red herring, isn't it, Prof? Because when you have someone getting pregnant with a procedure, it's very common and understandable to associate it with the procedure when they would have just as easily got pregnant without. And this is where speaking to someone who has the background is very useful and where they've done a lot of studies across the board over a long period yeah. of time. You need randomised controlled trials to be able to say that something is better than another, of treating one group and not treating another. Nobody's ever done that with intralipid. No one's ever done it with steroids. Hi, Prof. We've been trying for three years. We've done IUI and 18 months of IVF and nothing. I've been pregnant four times. I have one healthy baby boy who's now five years old. Two of the pregnancies were unhealthy babies. Edward syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. And my last baby three years ago was from an amniocentesis, but the baby was healthy and results came back to say I had an operation in November 2020. My question is... I'm 115 kilos. Losing babies has definitely taken its toll on me and my family. I have two embryos left. Should I wait and lose 15 kilos before I transfer? The specialist agreed to transferring two at the same time. Or would it be better given I had the surgery in November 2020 and results are best for six months? So transfer now or lose weight first? probably take three months or a bit more to lose. Weight loss is always good. Three months is not going to change your life. So I think if you think you can get some weight off in the next three months, that would be wonderful. Uh, the operation is that a, some form of gastric banding. Is that what we're talking about? To try and help you lose weight. Certainly there's some benefit in that. And then if, if that's what it is, we're actually suggesting waiting six months because the metabolic changes that cause the weight loss after that can affect early pregnancy and therefore it's worth waiting a little while before you have a pregnancy after that sort of surgery. Prof, I have another question here. Will I lose eggs faster if I take fertility drugs that result in multiple eggs ovulating and releasing each month? That's a very common question and it's the answer is no. You don't need to worry about that because when you are born, you have 500,000 eggs in your ovary. When you have menopause, you have zero. So 50 years elapses. During that time, every month, you're losing hundreds of eggs. And every month, you only produce one egg. The processes within your body of the human is to produce one egg normally, 99% of the time. So one egg. So only one out of those hundreds actually gets saved each month to, to give a woman a chance of a pregnancy. All we're doing with IVF is saving more of those eggs that otherwise would have been lost. So no, we're not using up the reserve of eggs at all. Uh, we're actually saving some eggs that otherwise would have, nature would have killed off. And the evidence is very clear now. I mean, we've been doing IVF since 1978 and we have lots of women <laughs> who've been through multiple cycles and their age of menopause is no different from anybody else. So don't worry. 
And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.